everybody. My name is Ezra Levan. I'm the rebel commander here at Rebel News. That's a fancy way of saying the president. It's my pleasure to be with you, even for 15 or 20 minutes. A very momentous day, not just for the United Kingdom, but for all the Commonwealth. As you may know, Canada uh, is part of the Commonwealth. The Queen was our Queen. She was called the Queen of England, or the Queen of the United Kingdom, which is, of course includes Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. But she was the Queen of Canada, the Queen of New Zealand, the Queen of Australia. Other parts of the Commonwealth, she was not the Queen anymore, but she was still, I would say, beloved. I see that the, you know, the haters, the CBC, the other wokesters, um, have, have tried to turn this into some demonization of the Queen, this imperialist colonizer. In fact, the Queen presided over decolonization. She uh, there were no new colonies formed uh, under her reign. And um, in fact, the fact that so many former colonies want to stay associated with uh, the United Kingdom, I think, proves the point. Um, can we go to Boris Johnson's speech? I tweeted it. It's a great speech. I want to play it for you in full. It's eight minutes long. Will you forgive me? This is the best summary. Yeah, it's right there. Go ahead. Former Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Take a look. Oh, we're just waiting for the audio there. Boris Johnson, he's not the Prime Minister anymore. He was booted out for a number of reasons. But every once in a while, Boris Johnson shows he's got the stuff. He's a showman more than a responsible governor, I think. I'm actually sort of glad he's no longer Prime Minister. But he's a wordsmith. I think he's a dazzler. He, of course... It's a long time he's been a commentator. Um, he talked his way into the mayor of London's job. He talked his way into the prime minister of the UK's job, but he wasn't quite as good as running things as he was good as running his mouth. But on a day like today, uh, words do matter. And his remembrance of Queen Elizabeth was outstanding. Here, let me play it for you in its full entirety. Take a listen. Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I hope the House will not mind if I begin with a personal confession. A few months ago, the BBC came to see me to talk about Her Majesty the Queen, and we sat down and the cameras started rolling, and they requested that I should talk about her in the past tense. And I'm afraid I simply choked up and I couldn't go on. I'm really not easily moved to tears, but I was so overcome with sadness that I had to ask them to go away. And I know that Today, there are countless people in this country and around the world who have experienced the same sudden access of unexpected emotion. And I think millions of us are trying to understand why we are feeling this deep and personal and almost familial sense of loss. Perhaps it's partly that she's always been there, a changeless human reference point in British life, the person who, all the surveys say, appears most often in our dreams, so unvarying in her pole star radiance that we have perhaps been lulled into thinking that she might be in some way eternal. But I think our shock is keener today because we are coming to understand in her death the full magnitude of what she did for us all. And think of what we asked that 25-year-old woman all those years ago. To be the person so globally trusted that her image should be on every unit of our currency, every postage stamp, the person in whose name all justice is dispensed in this country, every law passed, to whom every minister of the crown swears allegiance, and for whom every member of our armed services is pledged, if necessary, to lay down their lives. Think what we asked of her in that moment, not just to be the living embodiment in, in her DNA of the history and continuity and unity of this country, but to be the figurehead of our entire system, the keystone in the vast arch of the British state, a role 
that only she could fulfill because in the brilliant and durable bargain of the constitutional monarchy, only she could be trusted to be above any party political or commercial interest and to incarnate impartially the very concept and essence of the nation. Think what we asked of her and think what she gave. She showed the world not just how to reign over a people, she showed the world how to give, how to love, and how to serve. And as we look back at that vast arc of service, its sheer duration is almost impossible to take in. She was the last living person in British public life to have served in uniform in the Second World War. She was the first female member of the royal family in a thousand years to serve full-time in the armed forces. And that impulse to do her duty carried her right through into her 10th decade to the very moment in Balmoral, as my right honorable repenter said, only three days ago, when she saw off her 14th prime minister and welcomed her 15th. And I can tell you, in that audience, she was as radiant and as knowledgeable and as fascinated by politics as ever I can remember, and as wise in her advice as anyone I know, if not wiser. And over that extraordinary span of public service, with her naturally retentive and inquiring mind, I think, and doubtless many of the 15 would agree, that she became the greatest statesman and diplomat of all. And she knew instinctively how to cheer up the nation, how to lead a celebration. I remember her innocent joy more than 10 years ago after the opening ceremony of the London Olympics when I told her that the leader of a friendly Middle Eastern country seemed actually to believe that she had jumped out of a helicopter <laughs> in a pink dress and parachuted into the stadium. And I remember her equal pleasure on being told just a few weeks ago that she had been a smash hit in her performance with Paddington Bear. Yeah. And perhaps more importantly, she knew how to keep us going when times were toughest. In 1940, when this country and this democracy faced the real possibility of extinction, she gave a broadcast, aged only 14, that was intended to reassure the children of Britain. She said then, we know, every one of us, that in the end, all will be well. She was right. And she was right again in the darkest days of the COVID pand pandemic when she came on our screens and told us that we would meet again. And we did. And I know I speak for other prime ministers when I say ex-prime ministers, when I say that she helped to comfort and guide us as well as the nation because she had the patience and the sense of history to see that troubles come and go and that disasters are seldom as bad as they seem. And it was that indomitability, that humor, that work ethic and that sense of history which together made her Elizabeth the Great. And when I call her that, I should add one, Elizabeth the Great, I should add one final quality, of course, which was her humility. Her single bar electric fire Tupperware using refusal to be grand. And unlike us politicians, with our outriders and our armor-plated convoys, I can tell you as a direct eyewitness that she drove herself in her own car with no detectives and no bodyguard, bouncing at alarming speed <laughs> over the Scottish landscape to the total amazement of the ramblers and the tourists we encountered. And it is that indomitable spirit with which she created the modern constitutional monarchy. An institution so strong and so happy and so well understood, not just in this country, but in the Commonwealth and around the world.
that the succession has already seamlessly taken place. And I believe she would regard it as her own highest achievement, that her son, Charles III, will clearly and amply follow her own extraordinary standards of duty and service. And the fact that today we can say with such confidence, God save the king, is a tribute to him, but above all to Elizabeth the Great, who worked so hard for the good of her country, not just now, but for generations to come. That is why we mourn her so deeply. And it is in the depths of our grief that we understand why we loved her so much. Well, that was great. And you know what? It's true. And Boris Johnson can be a buffoon sometimes, but he was at his best uh, in those remarks to the House of Commons. And he's right. I mean, Queen Elizabeth, um, you could say she was part of the greatest generation. She wasn't quite old enough to, I think she was slightly younger than what we called the greatest generation, but she was, uh, she joined the military. And, uh, you know, she obviously was not deployed into the Second World War, but she was a mechanic, if I recall. And there's a great photo of her, um, probably about 20 years ago, using a machine gun, I think, while some British Army troops look on. I don't know if you can find that one. If you Google Queen Elizabeth machine gun, it's a great photo. And I think the fact that and that story about her as a 14-year-old girl telling, yeah, that's the picture there. Put that one up. Look at that. I mean, actually, there's a wider angle shot of that that's even more impressive. Um, if you can find it, uh, showing a little bit more of the background. Um, <clears throat> I think because she, well, as you heard, I mean, she gave that speech as a 14-year-old to tell other kids not to worry that everything would be fine in the Second World War when they didn't know it would be fine, when things were tough and they were going to get tougher still. Um, so she lived through that and the Blitz and the Battle of Britain and the V1 and V2 rockets landing on London. And so she never forgot how bad things could get. She never forgot the importance of the military. And uh, we heard Boris Johnson say that she was not grand. She was not grandiose. Now, it's, I mean, in some ways, it's laughable. I mean, she was the queen. Of course, she's grand by nature. But I saw some article in some left-wing website in Canada yesterday that um, the Queen costs $57 million a year. Oh, my God, that's a lot of money. My first reaction was actually just $57, million. That's it? Do you think Justin Trudeau is less than half a billion dollars a year? I, I mean, his jetting around alone, his security, his entourage... His limos alone probably exceed that of the queen. I mean, she is the actual royalty. And of course, she's cheaper than Trudeau and much cheaper than the president of the United States. And I think one of the purposes of having aristocracy, like true royalty, is to keep politicians slightly more humble. Now, that hasn't worked in the case of Justin Trudeau. Trudeau put out a, a uh, not a eulogy, but a, memorial letter, which was passable. It was nowhere nowhere near as uh, loving and generous as um, the one he made for Fidel Castro a few years back. That's his true love. Um, I think the queen passing is like if a mountain was suddenly gone. If there's a mountain in your entire life, I'm 50 years old, the queen was 96. My entire life was under Queen Elizabeth. 96 years old, that really is like a mountain is there every day. Oh, you wake up, yeah, the mountain's there, everything's going to be fine. The mountain's there, everything's going to be fine. And then the mountain is gone. And you thought, well, I just sort of thought that mountain wouldn't be there forever. <clears throat> that mountain was part of the landscape. Yeah, I'm still where I am, but that old reliable piece is missing. And um, <clears throat> Boris Johnson was praising King Charles. It's still hard to say those words, King Charles the Third. And hopefully he will rise to the occasion, but I'm not sure if we've seen all of his mum's qualities in him. Certainly not in her grandson, Harry. My hopes are with Prince William. But um, 
Imagine keeping it together for so long, not giving into <clears throat> the instinct to be a celebrity chaser, not giving into the instinct to be condescending or impatient. You know, there's one more video I'd like to play. It's, it's in my Twitter feed. I don't know if you can find it. It's, um, I don't know who told the story. It's a guy wearing a uniform. I really don't know his name. It was in my Twitter feed from yesterday. Um, of some American tourists who were, yeah, that's the one there. Can you play that one? It's a great story. Take a listen to this guy. I don't know his name, but I think he was part of the royal household. Anyway, take a listen. On these picnic sites, you, you meet nobody. But there was two hikers coming towards us, and the Queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped, they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? <laughs> and she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. <laughs> And he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up here for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as it. quick as a flash, she says, well, I haven't, but Dickie meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, puts his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye. And then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America and hopefully someone tells him who I am. Isn't that a great story? Isn't that a great story? How can you not recognize the Queen? How can you not recognize her? Well, I guess it's possible. I believe that story. Have you ever met the Queen? Said the man to the Queen. And her answer, I haven't, but Dick here has. How funny is that? I believe that, you know, when she was a bit of a kidder and her late husband um, was just a constant kidder. And of course, he always told politically incorrect jokes that got him into trouble sometimes. Um, you know, to show 96 years of restraint and self-control is hard. How do you handle wealth and power and fame and literally being the personification of a country without it going to your head? I mean, look at how Hunter Biden handled being the son of a senator and a son of a vice president. Uh, look at how Meghan Markle has just, and that her hostage husband, Harry, look at what the fame and celebrity has done to them. It's so gross to see them chase money in Hollywood like that. How do you stand 96 years and not be arrogant and not be condescending, not be mean, not be impatient. That really is remarkable. And I think she truly has been a strength to the United Kingdom and to the Commonwealth. Now, it's about 1220. I'm going to see if we have any um, Super Chats. I don't think we have. And then I'm going to say goodbye. My new move is to come in, kibitz for 20 minutes or so. Then we'll run an ad and I'll hop out of the chair and the other... Uh, live streamers will come in here. So do we have any uh, live stream super chats yet or not yet? We have one. Okay, I'm just going to open my phone and um, call it up here. There we go. Yorgi Yorgi says, I can't say I'm a fan of the monarchy, but living in Canada under Justin Trudeau for the past few years has given me a new perspective on the monarchy. Not that I'd support it, but it neutralizes Trudeau in a way. Well, that's exactly the point is that there is some, someone waiting in reserve who, in case of emergency, break glass and push this button. So at the end of the day, what happens if things get out of hand? Well, the person who's on your passport and on your money and on your stamps and to whom the oath of allegiance for politicians and cops and everyone is said, 
if everything goes straight to hell, that person says, okay, I'm actually the queen and this is my royal prerogative. I'm not going to proclaim that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And God willing, it never happens. But the fact that it's sitting there in reserve and the entire state is personified by this person who didn't choose the position, by the way, and we didn't choose her and she didn't choose us. It just is that way as a custom that dates back hundreds and even thousands of years. Um, well, I think that's one of the reasons why the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth are so stable compared to other parts of the world. And I think it took a very special royal family to let go of the grip. You know, I forget who it was who said, soon there'll only be five queens left, the queen of diamonds, spades, hearts, um, forgetting uh, clubs and the Queen of England and uh, it may well be and the reason for that is that she's not an abusive monarch not a tyrant uh, someone who serves imagine that uh, a royalty that serves and that was the secret all right my friends great to chat with you on this day uh, we'll throw to a commercial and when we return uh, my colleagues will be in this chair. Are you liking the banter on our live stream that you're watching right now? If so, you should know that you can get exclusive Rebel News content by going to rebelnewsplus.com. You'll get special shows from my colleague Sheila Gunn-Reed, Ezra Levant, as well as the Menzoid Menzies. And you'll also get to view our exclusive documentaries, including the one that tells you the truth of what was actually discovered, at least what is known to be discovered so far at the Kamloops Indian Residential School. Take a look at the trailer. Well, the remains of 215 children have been found in a mass grave in Canada. Many of you know that just over a year ago, the discovery of the remains of 215 children was found at the Kamloops Indian Residential School at the Tecumlupshaswemic First Nation. But what if I were to show you that what I just said wasn't true? and that in fact, a year later, not a single body has been found. This mass grave is a painful reminder of the genocide. Canada's leaders aren't condemning the burning of churches. No, they're endorsing the burning of churches. A juvenile rib bone that surfaced in the same area. You'd be surprised the number of people who say, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a paramedic. This is definitely human bone and it's hmm. definitely not. Is it the chief? Everybody. I know you just joined by the wonderful Ezra Levant, who hosted the first half of this live stream. But now Alexa Lavoie and I are going to be taking over. Alexa, how are you doing? I'm good. And you? I'm doing well. Thank you. You look beautiful as per usual. <laughs> so for those who are just tuning in, we're, uh, our, this is our Rebel News Daily live stream, which airs every weekday at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Right now we're live on YouTube, Rumble, Getter, and Odyssey. We will probably be switching off of YouTube, though, because things may get a little spicy here. You know the drill. YouTube loves to censor us. Um, so for those of you mm -hmm. tuning in on Rumble and Odyssey, be sure to send in your chats. We have about a half an hour left of the show that we would love to read them throughout. And we love answering your questions. And your, we really do appreciate your generous donations. Um, should we jump right into things, Alexa? Oh, yes. All righty. So... 
Uh, woke haters are unleashing bitter brew of bile on Queen Elizabeth. I'm sure Ezra Levant mm -hmm. spent some time talking about this on the first half, but it's pretty interesting to see some of the some of the reactions to Queen Elizabeth II's death. Um, mm -hmm. Have you seen a lot of things on the internet about this, Alexa? Um, I would say that for my part, this was pre pretty quiet. Um, yeah. Probably because, as I say before, uh, I'm from Quebec. Yeah. So Quebec, I've been colonized by the French. So for us, it's kind of a different situation. Um, same our premiere. Yeah. Give his advice. Give his like opinion about it. But I, for me, it, 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 I would say that it's sad because that she, she represents a really big figure. Mm -hmm. um, especially, she dedicated herself for the monarchy and like all um, the majesty like <laughs> the side, and she she did it well. A lot of people like loved her and cherished yeah. her. Yeah. Um, but for me, I would say that, of course, it's, it's sad. But in the same time, she reached the age that we probably knew yeah. that what that was coming. Because it, it's not like if she was really young, as example, uh, that the Princess Diana, mm -hmm. that that was really severe and everybody was like heartbreaking. Um. A lot of people like probably are sad about what happened, but in the same time, I think like she had like really a, a great life and full of experience, and she she passed through so different like time lapse of our uh, existence, almost the war, years. everything. Yeah, it's crazy. Like imagine being alive for almost a hundred years. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people really like her, but those who hate her really hated her. So. Um, I'll just read some tweets from some haters. This is a, a girl named Yuju Anya. She tweeted, it was taken down. Uh, she said, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. And then she apparently doubled down uh, and said, may everyone you and your merciless greed have harmed in this world remember you as fondly as I remember my colonizers. So those are some pretty harsh words for the dead, now dead queen. Um, I don't know. What do you make of that? Like, I mean, I believe in free speech. I think this person's entitled to their opinion. But is it do you think it's disrespectful to tweet something like that about someone who just died like three seconds ago? Like whether you like them or not, I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, I don't have strong opinions on the queen. I think she she, she didn't do anything like She's not a criminal. Like, I don't think she deserves this kind of comment. Um, a little bit of respect as well for the family. Like, you have a family behind too that is uh, left behind. So I think, like, it's important to maybe take your emotion on the side and just, like, respect the fact that a lot of people need to uh, pass over, like, the death. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people are mourning for this person. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. And it's, it's. I don't know. I just don't think it's right to take to Twitter to say something kind of vile like that about someone just because you don't like them. But again, I'm not here to shill for the queen. I, I have some issues with the monarchy, but I do believe in respecting uh, the dead. So yeah, it's just interesting. Um, and I guess now, apparently with the queen's death, Archie and Lilibet, who are Meghan Markle and Harry's children, are now prince and princess. That's interesting. Did you? What do you think yeah. about that? <laughs> we we see like how how it's going out afterwards. Uh, I would say like we will really see in action them. Yeah, so will it be interesting? Funny. Like like it would be interesting to see their choice, their decision. Through, uh, through that, if they were too young, maybe, or like now they, they were in a good position for doing it. I have not yeah. really lots of opinion about that, but I need to see it for having really something to say, because right now it was all on the majesty, the queen to take all the big decision and, and everything. And 
now we will see uh, maybe something, maybe it will be pressure. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting because weren't Harry and Meghan absolved of all of their royal duties? And apparently, I saw this on Twitter, I can't remember the source, but Meghan Markle was allegedly disinvited from going to see the Queen on her deathbed. So there's obviously still that tension between them. I mean, Meghan Markle is just horrible. <laughs> Not a big fan of hers. Um, but it's, I don't know, I just, it's interesting that uh, their kids are now going, oh yeah, so she was disinvited. Yeah, I mean, like, Ooh. that's that's pretty like hot goss. Like that's insane. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's I, I would say the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that their kids are now going to continue on this royal path, so to speak. Um, and uh, Fr uh, Francois Legault also made some comments about this, didn't he? Do you want to speak to that it's, a little bit? Uh, it just... You know, it was in press conference. I think it was uh, just before she passed away. And we knew that she was sick. And uh, so some journalists asked Mr. Legault if they it will, like, stop the campaign or anything. So he said, I don't, I don't know much about, like, uh, the Queen stuff. And, and afterward, they say, but are you concerned about what is happening to the Queen and her health? And he said... No. <laughs> At least and he's honest. I was like, okay, um, yeah. but that's transparent. Um, yeah. But I was like, this is a, a bit rude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you got to respect the honesty. A lot of politicians like to tiptoe around things and they don't really give you a straight answer. So I guess it's refreshing that he's honest. And as you mentioned earlier, like Quebec has a bit of a disconnect from the monarchy, just given your history. Um, we have a couple chats here. Should we read some of those before Ooh, we get into yes. our next ad? So this one is from Adam Ottawa. Thank you for your dollar. I have a new t-shirt idea for Rebel. Flatten the monkeypox. Don't go to orgies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny, Adam Ottawa. You should definitely, I'll definitely pass that on to our store manager and see if he can whip something up for you. <laughs> um, I think we have one more here also from Adam Ottawa. Uh, thank you again for your dollar. Do you want to read this one, Alexa? Yes. Sure. If it wasn't for the British, we could have very have well become French or Spanish citizen. Not sure if that would be better than our British history. I mean, Alexa, he's actually right. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Yeah, I mean. You can't go back. Everybody, and you're almost being French. Oh my gosh! Imagine if we were <laughs> French. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. That's really funny. No, but like it's so funny because in my mind, I've always like that that image that the French lost the word and they were like, "I'm not moving." Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love that though you gotta love that the french want to just preserve their french culture it's something i appreciate yeah. about quebec um despite it we talked about this last week though despite it being one of the most disliked provinces in the country <laughs> yeah but you know what it, it, it's it's kind of normal because we we say we have a different constitution mm -hmm. we we think I'm not talking about everybody, but some of the people want to separate uh, the Quebec. Uh, they want uh, to be different. They all want to be diff like different of the rest of Canada. And right. like they kind of discriminate the rest of English speaker of Canada. For me, it's just like we are a country. And it, this is actually nice and beautiful that our country have two language and two um, history that come from different parts of the world. So yeah. we sh should like share that instead of saying like, oh, this part of the, the country, we don't like them. For me, it's, it makes no sense. You know, we are all together Canadian and we should just like be together and unite. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the country is already so polarized and our politicians have made sure that that's the case, obviously. But I think you're right. Like we do all ha have that common ground that we are Canadians and we share this nation and we all pay taxes together. So <laughs> at least that can bring us together despite our differences. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Quebec pay a lot of tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, all right. Well, I think we have some more here. Do we want to play an ad before we jump into things? 
All right, we're just going to keep going through. We have to yeah. be a little careful here um, because we may be talking about vaccines a bit. So if things get too spicy, we may be switching off of YouTube and onto Rumble. Uh, mm -hmm. For those listening, make sure you send in your chats. We got about 20 or so minutes left of the show here. We want to read your chats throughout. We love hearing from you guys. Um, all right, so Lego will it's not rule out wanna go. reimposing vaccine passports. Yikes. Oh, so Apparently, so I'm not surprised. No, me either. I will say. Yeah. Because but, Mr. Legault is always playing with the incertitude of uh, reimposing stuff. So it was the same with the curfew. Always right. letting like something plan over our head that maybe something will... Like we always live in anxiety to say, okay... Do we will like use again the the vaccine passport with three doses? Are you are is going to block us to have a normal Christmas that it did for the last past two years? Yeah. Or is going to stop us to buy alcohol again and um, other like thing like as you know like Quebec? They actually wrap up with uh, like the non-essential like uh, furniture like in in shop they were wrap up you, you were not capable to touch anything that it was not essential in oh a goodness. shop so for us it's just like what is going on he, he, he say with like the bill that he passed the bill 28 about um keeping the emergency uh the health emergency until the 30 of december Okay, so of course that law passed because it is majority uh, on 129 seats. He have 76 seats. Yeah, so, you mentioned that last week. Yeah, that's so that's pretty big. Yeah, but I'm I, I hope like it will be at least minority when it will be reelected because it will be. Uh, oh, this is this is it's, it's a fact. What I don't understand is, is this what the people of Quebec want? Like, do people want a vaccine passport? Because I went to Montreal a couple no. months ago and it seemed like everything was back to normal. Everyone was just living their life without any sort of restrictions. Not, I didn't see too many masks and all that. Is this something that people want? Like, why would he do this potentially? This is they having power. Yeah. Like, it's... The the logo that we know today is not the logo that we saw like in 2018 and 19. Okay, it's really more arrogant Politicians and really always more. Do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the power, but yeah. it feels like he is over everybody and everything. And if you are in another line of thinking than him, you block or you censor or you don't talk to me or it's really like straightforward, like really mad and and i would say like he just want more power kind of like trudeau hey maybe they're friends <laughs> they are friends i'm uh, sure oh yeah they must be because it's uh, you're basically describing our prime minister <laughs> it's it, and and i know like other our other premier in canada lego is the worst oh and i would say it's worse than Trudeau because he know what he's doing. Uh, I just, these politicians in Canada, these politicians, they're just, they're just pretty bad. <laughs> like we kind of got a short end here when it comes to politicians. Um, uh, we have another chat here though. So before we get into our next story, maybe let's just read that. Um, thank you for your $1. Um, this is from Times, I think. Times, yes, thank you. Um, never been a strong monarchist. However, this hurts. Like, I lost generations of everybody. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. 96 years. It's the part of history. Sorry? It's a part of history that yeah. just passed away. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a shock. And yeah, anyway, I mean, I'm sure we'll see so much more on this. I know Lewis Brackpool, our UK reporter, is going to Buckingham Palace. So I, you'll definitely be able to see more of Rebel's coverage of that at rebelreports.co.uk. So make sure you all check it out. You can sign up for email updates for those of you who are big fans of the Queen and the royal family. And you'll get some updates sent right to your inbox. 
So that's great. Um, I think we have a video here that we want to play. So uh, maybe we'll just let the producers get that going. And Yeah, I will explain afterwards because it's in French. Okay, great. So yeah. for the English viewer, I will explain the two video after. Okay, cool. C'est deux maladies différentes, c'est deux maladies qui peuvent nous donner des problèmes, puis la COVID, c'est so, sûrement plus à risque. I guess you can just describe it, because I think they're not going to play the audio, because it's in ça. French. So, what's happening, Alexa? So, the man is uh, Dr. Boileau. It's our health, public health minister. So, he's actually talking that the consequences of the COVID is worse than influenza. Oh, and the woman that is next to, she's as well a doctor okay. and she just say no. <laughs> and, 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 and Dr. Boileau just say, oh, but it's the pen of the range of age we are talking about. But it was just funny that she just stopped him like saying no. Like, <laughs> That's funny. To, to, And and I was like, this is the first time I saw that. Like someone, you actually say, you actually spread misinformation. It's no, it's like the influenza have more damage than the COVID. That's crazy. And 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 and, and he needed to rectify himself in front <laughs> of the pre the co press conference. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But the other one video. This is actually the most funny one. So after the press conference finished, you know, uh, they have always a generic that appear. But people think that, you know, the, the press conference is, is it, it's uh, finished, but we heard them continuing to talk. And we heard Dr. Boileau saying, I'm just wondering what we are going to do with all these vaccines. And you you heard like all the audience laughing. Oh my goodness. So their mics are still on. That's so bad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yikes. And I was I like, okay. Yeah, no kidding. I bet their tech people <laughs> got fired that day. That's really funny. But no mainstream like did show that. No mainstream say like, oh, their microphone was still on and we can hear them. And I confirm, like, it, it was on Twitter. I went to the press conference on CPAC, and I listened it. And yes, they actually say that at the end. I was like, oh, oh that's it's actually laughing about, like, oh, what we are going with all these doses. <laughs> so does it mean that people are not getting their boosters? Is that what it seems? And they, they don't know how to promote them more? But it's why I say, like, you don't want to say no to the vaccine passport because probably it will need to spend all these doses that True. they spend money for that. And now we see that the population is not really receptive. Yeah. So we'll see what will happen because now we are in YouTube. I cannot go further on that, but uh, we'll see what will happen in Quebec if uh, they will use that as a tool to just sell Push. more. To push people, yeah. right? That's a that's an interesting tactic. I really hope it doesn't come to that for all of your guys' sake. That would be truly horrible. Um, we have a couple chats here, and then I think yeah. we'll play an ad. Um, do you want to take this away, Alexa? Yes, of course. Beautiful. So, times one dollars. Thank you. Uh, scare about char being king yeah. is really connected to WEF. Love Ezra opening. Thank you. So helpful. Yeah, yeah. I would say like uh, me too. Everybody mm -hmm. that is related to the WEF, unfortunately, it's all elites and all like uh, government almost, like especially G7. Yeah. Um, but you, the WEF is, when we look at that, it's, it's not the WEF that it, we need to be scared is the people who go mm -hmm. and 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 bring some crazy idea that other people say mm, yeah interesting we will actually apply that yeah and this so is true. actually the problem it's it's the crazy people who actually go there with this crazy idea that for but it's not 
is the I would say it's the people that we need to fear yeah. more than the organization. Yeah, because an organization is nothing without its people. Um, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, we were I was in um, the web editing room here at Rebel HQ, and there are videos uh, involving the Great Reset and the royal family, like on the royal family's like YouTube page or something. I think Dave Shrigley, one of our amazing editors here, found it. So I mean, they, the monarchy does have ties to the World Economic Forum, and I mean, any sort of globalism we should be not supporting in any way. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Charles does with his crown. I don't know. He's really old, too. Like, I feel like he's too old to be king, but whatever. Um, we uh, have one more. Old is now? He's like 74. Like, he's old. Ooh. Yeah. Um, all right, we have one more here. This is from Shauna Marie G83. Thank you for your $5. The monarchy are climate alarmists, and there are theories that Princess Diana's death was not an accident. There have been many accusations of child trafficking involving the monarchy as well. I mean, yeah, there's such a mm. history that, I mean, there's, I mean, mm. it's just so hard to know what's true. There's so much misinformation, and I feel like they're such a powerful family that they could. Mm you know, control how we view them in a way, right? Like with PR and, and all that. Um, interesting, but they are weird about the climate. That is something that we've seen. I mean, they go to all these climate conferences and they, I mean, I remember once, um, uh, not Harry, the other one, Charles and his wife, not Charles. Who's, what is the other one's name? It's Harry and, slipping mm. my mind. Anyway, whatever. Um, they would fly like coach and stuff to go to like climate things. And it's funny. Like they're just, it's all, it's all a charade, honestly. Uh, climate, climate change. It's, it, now it's like the new, uh, reason of everything that what is happening in the world. Like. Yeah. Oh, it's Prince William. Yes. Prince William. Sorry. Guys. <laughs> Prince, uh, yeah. Prince William. I had a brain fart there. Um, anyway. Yeah, so uh, I think we're going to play an ad here and then we're going to yeah. wrap things up pretty shortly. So fun. That makes me want to go to the Rebel News store. We got some fun merch. Y'all need to check it out. It's great. We have a lot of fun wearing our beautiful designs. And having mugs. See, and yeah, we have mugs and like <laughs> phone cases and hats too. So y'all better check it out. Um, lots of great collections for all you freedom fighters. And when you buy from our store, you support Rebel News. So we appreciate all your purchases because they help keep the lights on. So and of course, there's the famous Justin Castro shirt, which is a I top it. seller in I the like store. It's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah. I should have one with the face of uh, Lego, but I don't know uh, which other like face that he looked like. Yeah. But I should check. <laughs> yeah, you should. That'd be really fun, I think. Get some cool French, um, cool some French Maybe merch. half of Lego and half of uh, Trudeau. Oh my gosh, that'd be funny. Because they're the same person, allegedly. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. They're not. Um, all right. We have a couple more chats here, and then we're going to play a clip for y'all. We're wrapping things up here pretty quickly. So if you have oh. any final chats you want to send in, send them now. Um, this is from Hey the Dun. Do you want to read this one, Alexa? Yes. Uh, hey the Dun, uh, $2. Thank you very much. Um, I'm so happy to hear Alexa representing the Quebec perspective. Maybe we could have a work. Recurring feature on French idiom for the Anglo. For example, ne rien savoir faire de ses dix doigts. Yeah, uh, someone who doesn't know how to do with uh, his ten finger. Oh. <laughs> that is actually the translation. But uh, yeah, but I represent Quebec. I try to be as uh, I would say neutral, neutral, yeah. neutral on on my my perspective. Uh, 
But I, as well, like I would say that Mr. Legault is not like for like a big part of the population. I would say that it's really just the elderly that like him because um, he, you know, he, he have his, all the vote for the elderly hmm. and they are the one who vote for most of them. And most of them, they, they don't really go further to see what is the problem in the, in this society, because most of them have like, they are okay with what they have. They are stable. They just want a stable government. Yeah. They don't want to be, they don't like really the changing because they fear of the changing. So it's why we'll be reelected since the, um, the society is getting old and old and old. And so the biggest part of the population is elderly people. Interesting. That's really interesting because, I mean, as you know, old people die and then it's the young people who are left with the society that they voted for. So it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate in a way. Um, hopefully there's a way to bridge the gap between the generations so that we can so that you guys can elect someone that is, you know, everyone could approve of. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> um, yeah, it would be it, it just I think. It's been a while that they say that they they want to review and change the, how the 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 vote is working because now it seems like it doesn't really represent the democracy. Right. So the it's been a while. Like same Mr. Legault say that he, in his previous like mandate say that he would change that. He didn't. Right. And uh, now we say that is not the priority on his mandate. So it seems like for him, it's actually actually good because he get elected. Must be nice. All right, we got one yeah. more chat here. Then we're going to play a clip. This is from Times. Thank you for your dollar. That hot mic clip Alexa was talking about, is it available? Can she or did she do a story on it? I think you, we had the video on Twitter, right? That's where we found it. Yeah, I, I'm going to post it uh, after the live stream on my Twitter. You can uh, check it out. It's The Voice Alexa. Yeah, and uh, Alexa I'm, on Twitter. So what I would do, I would just like put the small translation of what, a, the, what they say. And so you can just share it. Perfect. All right, we're going to wrap things up real shortly here, but before we go, we're going to play this fun clip from Bill Gates. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Walter Isaacson's new book, The Codebreaker, tells an amazing story. It's about how Jennifer Doudna and other scientists discovered a new way to edit DNA. Editing DNA with precision has been a holy grail for scientists for decades. The DNA, of course, encodes all of the biological functions. And so some of the mistakes in DNA cause disease, genetic disease. If we could go in and fix those mistakes, we could save many, many lives and get rid of these diseases. CRISPR is a very fascinating tool you figure out a part of the DNA sequence that you want to change. Then you take the DNA that's nearby and create a guide in RNA. So that helps you locate the position. And then you link this CAS enzyme, which has the ability to do that cut and edit. And so pulling together this guiding RNA and this CAS enzyme Editing uh, becomes possible. Our foundation is funding work to see if we can use CRISPR to knock down mosquito populations dramatically. Yeah. We're also looking at Buzz. CRISPR to make better seeds. We're also looking at ways that CRISPR might help us with uh, very accurate diagnostics. And uh, we're considering how the CRISPR gene editing might lead to a way of curing HIV and things like sickle cell. Using CRISPR to help cure disease is not very controversial, but using CRISPR, you could actually change the DNA that would determine your baby's eye color or skin tone. Most scientists agree that this is something that we should not do. Walter's yeah. book does a great job talking about how it's a slippery slope and raising the question of where should we draw the line and the relative role of the scientific community and governments in helping make sure that we don't cross it. There's no question uh, CRISPR is going to save a lot of lives. It's going to raise uh, issues. 
computers. Like, what is this? Like, I just, I'm. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm actually disturbed. It's so disturbing. Like, why? Why is a computer so, guy involved in this? It's so sinister. Like, it just makes sense as <laughs> chill down my spine. Ooh. I study genetic. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a biologist. So I study genetic. Yeah. And I know a little bit, like, like it, genetic is really complex. And oh, you yeah. understand it or you don't. So yeah. it's why, like, when when people do the exam, is are you perform or you fail? Mm-hmm. You don't. You are not like in the middle, mm. because it's a concept that you need to understand how it's working, mm-hmm. and you don't touch genetic. Yeah, because the genetic, once you change it just a little bit, the error of the replication of your DNA afterwards. We create more and more and more mistake and more and more error. And we create like so much more disease or other like problem. And it's, it's, it's crazy because in our society, example, like cancer that is existing, we permit the cancer to stay in the DNA. It's why now we see more and more and more cancer. Because usually in animal, like animal who had the cancer, they would just die. Mm-hmm. And so they will not let like that pass it on. replication, they, yeah. that bad replication keeping in in the the life, you know. But us we to 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 try to keep and to perform it, we it's like just keep God. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> It's, it's just so sad because um, it's why immigration is good too. Like I would ex- example, because we mix two genetics that they are not close at all. So most of the time the baby would be stronger because you bring a genetic from two different, like, a like opposite. Pool. A new gene yeah, pool. Yeah, a right. new pool. Yeah, it's why it's good It's good for the immigration to, to or like to two people, different country to, to mix together. Hmm. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, 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 genetic is beautiful. It's really complex, but you do not play with that. This yeah. is actually get, trying to play God. Yeah. Yikes. Well, that is truly horrifying. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what else this guy comes up with. I think we're going to have to wrap things up, though, today. Oh. I know. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for tuning in to the Rebel News Daily live stream hosted by the beautiful Alexa Lavoie and myself. This show airs weekdays at 12 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, and Getter. So make sure to sign up for email updates so you never miss a live stream. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. This is Lewis Brackpool for Rebel News, and today I'm outside of Buckingham Palace in London, England, where it's marking day one after the death of Elizabeth II, the Queen of England. Now, for the international viewers, you're probably wondering, what are the protocols and what happens next? So I'm going to just go through with you what happens on day one after the death of the Queen. Now, on the day of her death, the Prime Minister will be one of the first to be informed of the news. And then the message will be delivered by the Queen's private secretary, and sent to members of the Privy Council office. MPs and senior civil servants will then receive a call and an email stating, Dear colleagues, it is with sadness that I write to inform you of the death of Her Majesty the Queen. This will sit in tandem with an announcement on social media. And once that has been announced, flags of the Union Jack are to be draped at half-mast. On the day of the Queen's death, the soon-to-be-crowned King Charles III will then address the nation in a televised broadcast. The Prime Minister, Liz Truss, will then hold an audience with Charles III, while the Ministry of Defence will organise a gun salute, and a minute silence will be held across the country. If you want to...